You're listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. This is episode number 82. Today's topic, Open Your Eyes and See the Horses and Chariots of Fire. Welcome to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early. This is the place to explore and rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we take a fresh look at the Bible and dig down beneath the surface of things to the deep spiritual meaning and see how we can apply it in our daily lives to learn how to pray more effectively, experience the healing presence of God in your life, and begin to get a taste of what Jesus meant when he promised us that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, let's jump right in. Welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm so grateful you're here today, and as you're listening, please think of someone who would enjoy today's episode that you can share it with. Before we get started, I want you to take a minute and look around. Maybe you're in your office, on your computer, listening to the podcast, or maybe you're in your car, listening on your smartphone, or you could be on a walk. Wherever you are, look around. What do you see? Well, if you're in your office, you see your computer and your desk and maybe a chair and some papers and some books, shelves, who knows what. There's so much to take in wherever you are. Maybe you're out on a hike in the woods. And there are trees and rocks and flowers and and all kinds of things. Wherever you are, can you see everything that's there? At first you think, yeah, sure, I see everything here in the room, or I see everything out in the woods. But think about it. It's really impossible to see everything in any given place. There's stuff under the table or inside the desk drawers. Or there are things in your pocket that you don't see. If you're in the kitchen and there's an apple on the counter, you can't see inside that apple. You know what's in there, but you can't see what it is unless you cut it open. If you're out in the woods, you can't see everything because you can't see what's behind the tree. You can't see what is behind that big rock over there. And you can't see what's buried in the ground. It really is impossible to see everything that is present. And there are a whole lot of other things which are present that you can't see. Well, I really shouldn't call them things because they are spiritual. For example, can you see the love that you have for your family and friends? Even if they're in the room, you can see your friends, but can you see your love for them? Or how about God's love for you? You can see examples of the way that love is manifested, but you can't see the love itself with the human eye. Your eyeballs just can't see these things. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9, the eye cannot see, the ear cannot hear, and the heart cannot perceive the things that God reveals to us because they're spiritual. I love this verse from Psalm 119, verse 18. It's a prayer to God. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. You can't see the law of God. 
What is that prayer really asking for? When the psalmist prayed for God to open his eyes, I don't think he meant for God to raise those little flaps of skin covering his eyeballs. It wasn't to open his material eyes, it was to open his spiritual eyes, his spiritual insight. And that's what we all need, is for God to open our spiritual eyes so we can perceive and understand and discern these spiritual gifts God has given us. In last week's episode, number 81, Why Did Jesus Spit on the Blind Man?, we talked about two times Jesus healed physical blindness. This week we're talking about opening our spiritual eyes to see things of the Spirit. I love the story in 2 Kings chapter 6, where the king of Syria and his army has surrounded the city where the prophet Elisha was. Elisha's servant wakes up early that morning, and he sees all the horses and chariots and soldiers. Oh my! And he panicked. I mean, who wouldn't? Well, Elisha wouldn't and didn't. Elisha told his servant not to be afraid. And then he uttered a simple little prayer. He made one simple request of God. This is Second Kings 6, verse 17. Then Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. Isn't that simple? So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Wait a minute, why did Elisha pray for this young man's eyes to be opened? Weren't his eyes already open? Isn't that how he had seen all those Syrians in the first place? Of course, Elisha wasn't praying for his servant's material eyes to be opened. They were already open, and that was why the young man was so afraid. He could only see what the physical eyes perceived, and it was a terrifying sight. But Elisha was not afraid because he was using his spiritual vision. He saw the presence and power of God represented by those horses and chariots of fire. And he prayed for his servant to see this same spiritual vision. And God answered his prayer. The implication I get from this is that the horses and chariots of fire, God's protecting power and presence, were already there. Elisha saw them, but the young man didn't. And that was why he was frightened. Think about how this idea might apply to a situation in your life. Because if this can happen once, if it's a law of God governing his creation, then it can happen again. So let's go to the New Testament, see what we can find where this same principle is at work. Remember when Jesus was asleep at the back of the boat during a storm? His disciples were terrified, and they were sure they were going to die. In fact, they go to him and wake him up and they say, Don't you even care, Jesus, that we're going to die? This is in Mark four thirty-seven through 41. Now, you would think that if you were on a boat with Jesus, even if there was a storm, I mean, you've got Jesus with you, that should give some sort of 
reassurance, I would think, but apparently it didn't for them. All they could see was the storm, the wind, and the waves, and they were terrified. The water was coming in the boat. I mean, it was a scary scene. But when they woke Jesus up, did he become afraid of what he saw? Well, what he saw with the material eyes? No. I think he saw the horses and chariots of fire, so to speak. Well, it doesn't use that language. But he wasn't afraid because he knew God was present, that God was protecting them. He saw that spiritually. I talk a lot on the podcast about Jesus' mindset, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He was so conscious of the presence of God's kingdom right here and now, and that God is always in control. I think at that moment, Jesus could see that the kingdom of heaven was present. And in the kingdom of heaven, there is no danger. There are no storms. Everything is completely harmonious and peaceful. He saw this so clearly. It was actually a rebuke to the storm. In fact, he did rebuke the wind and the waves. And he said to the sea, peace, be still. He could see that peace in the kingdom of heaven was already present right there. And he called it forth so his disciples could see it too. Kind of like Elisha praying for his servant's eyes to be opened. How can you and I take these ideas and apply them in our own lives? Well, have you ever been in a terrifying situation? What did you do? You prayed, right? And that has certainly happened to me. There's one time in particular I'm thinking about right now. It was during my junior year in college. I studied in southern France that year, and during the first week we were there, a group of us decided to climb Mont Sainte-Victoire. This is a mountain near Aix-en-Provence. It was made famous by the Impressionist painter Cézanne, and so this group of us decided to climb this mountain. Unfortunately, the weather did not cooperate at all. It had rained the whole night before, And we met early that morning and decided, well, the rain has stopped now, so let's go ahead with our hike. This was way before the days of looking at your cell phone and seeing a weather app and knowing exactly what the weather was going to do hour by hour. I don't think any of us had checked the weather report. So we got on the bus to take us to where we would start the hike. And about a third of the way up, it started misting lightly. And then it got heavier and heavier, started to rain a little bit. And by the time we got to the top, after about a two-hour hike, we were sopping wet. Fortunately, there was a little shelter at the top, and someone had a fire going. And so we were able to dry off, and we cheered up, and we ate our little picnic lunches. And it stopped raining, so after a little while, we decided, well, let's head back down the mountain. But on the way down, it started to rain again, and all of a sudden, it just started pouring. And we were caught in this terrible electrical storm. The rain was coming down so hard, it felt like we were in a swimming pool. Actually, there was about six inches of water on the trail that we were sloshing through, and the lightning was right above our heads, sort of going sideways. One guy in our group had an umbrella, like that was going to help. We were all afraid that the lightning was going to strike the tip of his umbrella. It was a pretty serious situation, but there we were up on top of the mountain. We'd gotten down far enough. It was quicker to go down than to go back up. 
It was a pretty frightening picture, and all my friends were absolutely terrified. But I have to tell you something. I was not afraid. It was very interesting, actually. Earlier that morning, when we'd been on the bus, it was actually a Sunday, and because it was the first week we were there, I hadn't had time to find a church to go to. But I had brought my Bible with me in my backpack, and I pulled it out, And I don't remember exactly what I opened up to, but I got to thinking about the kingdom of heaven and that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I wonder what the atmosphere in the kingdom of heaven is like. It was very easy to look out the bus window and see that the atmosphere of earth at that particular moment in that particular place was cloudy. But I realized that regardless of whether it's raining or sunny, in the kingdom of heaven, the atmosphere is clear and fresh, and invigorating, and inspiring. Just think about what the atmosphere is like in the kingdom of heaven. It's full of love. It's full of God's presence. Anyway, I was thinking about that, so I wasn't so impressed with the weather. And when it did start raining, and we were soaking wet, going up, and then again coming down, I remembered those ideas I'd had in my prayers, and I felt like, okay, well, we're in this presence of God right now, And I could just feel that God was in charge of us and we were going to be okay, even though the picture was pretty scary. And so right in the middle of that electrical storm, I was not afraid at all. Okay, now I did not actually see any horses and chariots of fire, but I did feel God's presence and power. I was absolutely certain that we were all going to be safe. And I had just learned the Lord's Prayer in French, and I was shouting it at the top of my lungs, trying to compete with the thunder. Notre Père qui es aux cieux, que ton nom soit sanctifié, que ton règne vienne, que ta volonté soit faite sur la terre comme au ciel. Donne-nous aujourd'hui notre pain quotidien. Pardonne-nous nos offenses comme nous aussi nous pardonnons à ceux qui nous ont offensés. Et ne nous induis pas en tentation, mais délivre-nous du mal. Car c'est à toi qu'appartiennent dans tous les siècles le règne, la puissance et la gloire. Okay, I know my French is a little rusty, but I said that with such conviction, it was not a prayer of desperation. It was a prayer of total assurance and conviction of God's supremacy, I felt this amazing sense of peace. Well, we finally got down off the mountain, and we were crossing this bridge that was over a dam, and that's when it happened. After all that lightning above our heads, it finally struck somewhere very near us. I saw this brilliant flash directly in front of my eyes, and there was a surge of electricity through my body, and on top of that, there was more than just a tingle in my pocket where the keys to my apartment were. These were the kind of keys that Benjamin Franklin would have used on his kite. I had two skeleton keys, and they were each about five inches long, and they were rattling around in my pocket. But I was totally unfazed, and I wasn't hurt. No one else was hurt. One girl fell down just because she was so afraid, but when she got up, she was fine. She was just shaken up. We got off the bridge and we found some barn to kind of wait out the rest of the storm. And then we eventually made our way back to town. I was kind of embarrassed to say that I hadn't been afraid and that I kind of actually enjoyed it. 
And it does sound odd, but I did actually enjoy that experience because I was so convinced that God was protecting us. It was an amazing experience of spiritual dominion, and my spiritual eyes were open, and I really saw that God was in control. I felt it. I experienced it. And that experience has stayed with me all these years later. I go back to that, and I think, that was such a wonderful example of how God protects us, even when the circumstances are terrifying. Have you ever had an experience when God opened your eyes to see what the material eyes could not see? It may not necessarily be an experience that was threatening to you. It could have just been some spiritual discernment that you got in a situation. You knew something. You saw something that there was no way to know except that God revealed it to you. Have you ever had those kind of experiences? I would love to hear about it. Sometimes we're in frightening situations. And sometimes we're in a happy situation. But whatever it is, in whatever situation we find ourselves, we need to learn to see with the open eyes of our spiritual vision. Because even when everything seems to be wonderful, there are spiritual things going on. God is there to guide you to do the right thing. We need God's guidance just as much when things seem to be perfectly fine. Because if you're going to just depend on what your own human mind and your own human eyeballs tell you to make decisions, you may not see the whole picture and you'll miss out on a blessing that God has in store for you. You may not literally see the horses and chariots of fire like the young man in Elisha did, but they are there. The presence and power of God are there all the time. And you have the ability to use your spiritual eyes, your spiritual discernment, to see the things that God is revealing to you. Jesus said to his disciples, and that includes you and me, Blessed are your eyes, for they see. Jesus has blessed your ability to see spiritually. That's a promise from him. It's up to us to use the spiritual vision that we've been given. To come back to that wonderful prayer from Psalms, we can always say this under every situation, open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. And when somebody else can't see the horses and chariots of fire, when they can't see that God really is present and in control, You can't open their eyes for them, and don't try. That's God's job. But you can always pray with Elisha. Dear God, open their eyes that they may see. My simple little prayer for you is that God will open your eyes to see his glory, to see his presence, his love, his protection his deliverance, whatever it is that you need to see, God will open your eyes so that you can see it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'm so grateful you tuned in. We are still working on our special prayer project, 21 Ways to Obey Christ in 2021. If you're new to the Bible Speaks to You podcast, this is something we started the first week of January. I picked out 21 
of the many things that Jesus commanded us to do. Some of them are more traditional, some of them are a little obscure, but it's something that we've been working on a different one each week. This is week 18. We're getting close to the end of our project. It comes from John 7, verse 24, and it's very powerful when we obey it. Do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. The King James says righteous judgment. Jesus said, I don't judge anybody, but if I do judge someone, it's right because I'm just listening to what God tells me. That can be our model. When we try to judge someone based on our preferences, our opinions, our perspectives, our culture, our heritage, the things that we were taught, we may or may not judge someone fairly and rightly and righteously. But when we listen for the voice of God, we will always judge rightly. And that word judge can also mean to make just. It can mean to help someone become just, help someone become righteous. This week, as you're praying about this, not to judge by appearances. Back to this week's episode, that's what, that's what made the young man afraid. He was judging by the appearances of all those Syrian soldiers. That's why the disciples were afraid in the boat, because they were judging by the appearances, the storm and the wind and the waves and the water in their boat. But Elisha and Jesus were seeing what God saw, and so they were not afraid. They saw something completely different. They were judging the situation with right judgment, with spiritual discernment. So that's what we're working on this week, and if you have any insights, I would love to hear those. The best way to get a hold of me is through the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com. Just click on the contact tab, fill out your name and email, and, and let me know how you've prayed about this. And if you haven't printed off the complete list of 21 ways to obey Christ in 2021, go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 065. That's the show notes page for episode 65 when we started this project. You'll see tabs there to download either a one-page or a three-page version of these 21 commands. Just click on those links and then check your download folder and you can print them out. And if you are new to the Bible Speaks to You podcast, I encourage you to subscribe. Again, the best place to do that is on the website. Go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com and click on the podcast tab. You'll see a place there to put your name and email, send that off, and you're all set. You'll be on my email notification list, and you'll always get notified when there's a podcast or if there are any special announcements. If you have any questions about today's episode or anything about the Bible, or if there's a topic you'd like me to do a future episode about, please be in touch. Just click that contact tab on the website, and I will be in touch. I'd love to hear from you. That's it for today. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Have a great week. Take care. We'll see you next time. God bless.